Well, yeah, I mean, you just brought up some of the upcoming games. I mean, Nashville, they're one of those teams, like, they'll play you hard, so you better come to play. Columbus, I mean, look. <laughs> they they, they might play hockey. I don't know. <laughs> they're a team. Okay, they're a team. <laughs> I can't even pretend to get up for that game. So, if the Bruins, whatever, we'll see. Um, but beyond that, Pittsburgh is a potential playoff uh, round one opponent. So there's a measuring stick there for Pittsburgh, obviously. Um, you know, Toronto's Toronto, St. Louis. They still took the cup from you a few years ago. Couldn't find a way to get up for that game. And then, yeah, I mean, a couple you – know, New Jersey's a good team, Philly. And then, obviously, the Canadians are the last game. So – and there could be a little bit of a pissing and moaning going on up there. I mean, I saw, I saw that – I saw that – Mike Hoffman's and AJ Greer are still making headlines six days after the after the game. It's like, man, you know yeah. things are going bad in Montreal, and like that's just still a headline. I mean that 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 was you know pretty nasty cut there. Um, he needed some stitches. There was quite a bit of swelling, but still, like the whole like video of, well, I got suspended two games for a cross check to the head once, and this only got one. It's like, all right, dude, like. But, Listen, in case you haven't noticed, the Department of Player Safety has been inconsistent for the entire time it's existed. So, like, get over it. Like, I, I don't know. What else do you want? He, he got a game misconduct. He missed the rest of that game. And he got suspended yeah. a game. Like, oh, all right. I mean, okay, you can suspend him two games. Like, he's not. I mean, like, I like AJ Career, but it's not like that's going to, like, really hurt the Bruins if he, if he had been suspended two games. I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like he um, he kind of, the way they saw it, they, they were probably like he probably got two games right because like you said he missed the entire most most yeah. of the game got ejected from so they probably looked at it differently maybe if it happened in the third period they may have, maybe they would have done two additional games but I mean either way so what Mike Hoffman you're gonna sleep better at night knowing that Greer got an extra game so, I mean come on I'm not bitching and moaning and also he's not the most popular player in the league either for for some off ice reasons with former teammates so <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, I guess anyway. So yeah, so look, the, I guess my point is there's reasons for the Brewers to try to get up for each game that they have remaining, um, if they can. Obviously, the underlying reason is to just, and the most important reason is to just keep playing the right way going into playoffs. That's the most important thing. Sixty-five wins shouldn't really matter to them. Um, is it nice? Sure, if they could do it. But like, it as long as they're playing the right way, and they end up with sixty-two wins, I'd prefer that than them getting sixty-five. But playing like shit and getting those wins. So focus on the, on the little habits. Uh, we kind of glossed over it, Scott, earlier, but the significance officially of David Pashnak getting goals 50 and 51 and getting them with a goal in the net, which is nice to see. Uh, it wasn't – the 50th goal was a bit of a fluke in a sense where he didn't actually shoot. It kind of fell off his stick a little bit, but it was still a breakaway, grade-A chance, and he, he probably would have finished it anyway. So I guess just the uh, – significance of that officially happening now yeah i mean it, it's you know it's big like like first bruin to get there since cam neely 93 94 only the sixth bruin ever to do it um you know philip phyllis Bezito, cam neely rick middleton johnny busick ken hodge like that's that's the company you're in now and again none of them from the last 25 years so um you know, he probably he would have gone there in 2019-20 if 
COVID hadn't hit. So in that way, too, it's kind of like, all right, finally, you get to finish that business. Now I know that the next thing for him will be 100 points, which he's easily going to get to. Um, he's at 97 now. You know, that was the other thing that he missed out on because of COVID hitting. Um, you know, I know, like, individual stats and all that like aren't the most important thing to this team, nor should they be, but it's still pretty remarkable. You know, 50 goals, even in a higher scoring era, even with Connor McDavid, you know, going off or Austin Matthews getting to 60 last year, it's, it's still an impressive accomplishment. And, you know, we've talked about how, you know, he's been able to find some different ways to score this year, um, you know, kind of continue to evolve and grow his offensive games as teams, adjust to him and find different ways to defend him and take away things he wants to do. Like, you know, the one time on the power play. Um, yeah, but he just keeps scoring and yeah, no, number 50 that like definitely lucky, you know, a little bit of luck involved there where Burns disrupts his shot, but just slides through Anderson's five hole, even 51. Like that was, that was a nice setup on the power play. One of the, few times we've been able to say that recently about the Bruins power play um and it's a good shot but Anderson just didn't quite get snug to the post so it's able to squeak through but you know those are those are goals you get when you're a goal scorer like you know Pasternak said after the game I was watching his post-game interview and you know he said he's like I've had chances where I've like recently where he felt like he's gotten good shots off in good positions and goalies have made good saves so, you know, now you get one where you don't get a good shot off and it goes in. Like, that's that's how the game works sometimes. And when you take – when you get yourself in position to score goals, like, you're going to – that's just going to balance out. You know, yeah, you're going to get robbed or miss the net or on, on some good chances, but then you'll get some of these where the goalie's a little leaky and, and it pays off. So, um, really remarkable season for him. And if it weren't – for McDavid running away from the rest of the league, like he would be a legitimate heart trophy candidate. He's probably going to finish, I don't know what top three in voting. So, you know, that's still, still pretty damn good. Yeah. And you know, it's, he's 26 years old. I, I don't think he's 27 yet. I think he's 26 to have, you know, which, I mean, let's be honest. And you, you said this earlier, but, in twenty in twenty nineteen twenty twenty that when when they when the league shut down with twelve games to go, he was a couple he he was two goals shy of fifty. So clearly the average would have been fifty or more. So I'll just use this number real quick to be twenty six years old and have two seasons of fifty plus goals um, is pretty remarkable. I mean he's a, he's a two time fifty goal scorer. Now is he technically? Nope, but everybody listening to this and that would listen to this or watch this knows exactly what I'm saying and, 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 and would agree. I mean, that COVID short year, he, he, he probably would have averaged 52, three goals that year. So, And he was at 48 with 12 games to go. So that's really, really good, obviously. Um, such a fun player to watch, such a fun player to cheer for. Um, you know, you think back to when the Bruins drafted him and just – um, looking like he was a buck thirty, soaking wet in in his first pro camp and and rookie camp, and you could see the skill back then. 
but you couldn't you could see the hands back then and you could see the creativity what you couldn't see was that he was going to be like this generation's version of i'm not going to say alto vetchkin obviously but just like the way he scored and shoots the puck he's like this generation's version of like that that pure sniper i mean so is austin matthews right he, i mean you can sit there and make the argument for either one but I didn't see that happening back in 2015, 2014 when he was when he debuted for Boston. Did I see him being like a 30 goal, a nice 30 goal scorer? Yeah, I did. Um, but that 2016, 2017 season when the when they lost to the Senators in the first round, I think that was his first year of like 30, 30 plus goals. He scored like 36 goals, and that year is when he really started to develop that one timer from the top of the circle in the power play. He didn't really have that in his arsenal before once he developed that that's what propelled him into that 30 plus 40 plus goal range and what's propelled him into the 50 goal range now is just you know everything else in between that he's kind of worked on stepping to the inside but what a what a remarkable talent um what would you say scott you would like to see Pasternak outside of the scoring what what's what's a weakness to his game that you would like to see him um round out in the playoffs and going forward just to make him undoubtedly one of the greatest players in the world. Well, I mean, like the obvious thing to start with would still be the turnovers, which we've talked about and has certainly been talked about plenty. You know, he, he leads league in turnovers and yes, all the league leaders are guys who have the puck a lot, who are skilled, who are creative because they're the ones trying plays. They're the ones not, always just taking the safe option. And that's what, that's what you want. You like, you want those guys taking chances because they can make special things happen. Um, I do still think there's a better balance for him to find, you know, when you look at someone like, again, I know Connor McDavid's, you know, an all time grade and not a fair comparison, but when someone like McDavid's outside the top 10 and turnovers um, with how much he has the puck, it's like, it is doable. Like, you know, you can cut down on the turnovers a little bit without totally sacrificing your creativity. And I think, you know, the ones that bother me is like when he's, when he's going into traffic and there's, and you just know that his chances of getting through are extremely small, you know, like when he gets to the offensive blue line and it's one on two and he's trying to make, you know, he's trying to do it all himself instead of, pulling up regrouping waiting for teammates to join him like that's the kind of stuff where it's like i want to see a little bit better puck management where you know hey one-on-one yeah take a chance like i'll let Pasanak go one-on-one with anyone unless of course he has you know a teammate wide open down the other wing in which case that obviously changes it but it's when this traffic around you know getting through the neutral zone sometimes he can skate himself into traffic into trouble um so though that would be it for me is, you know, I don't like, I don't get on him as much for the turnovers as a lot of people do. Like the, the people who are like, he's gonna, you know, he's going to be a negative in the playoffs because he turns it over too much. It's like, nope. Like he's not going to be a negative in the playoffs. Like he's, yeah, he might have a costly turnover at some point, but he's going to make four good plays to make up for it. Um, so I don't think it's the end of the world, but I do still think there's work to be done there. And, and I, by the way, like, I think he's aware of that. I don't, 
you know, I don't think he's like going out there intending to turn the puck over or thinking like, that's not a problem. You know, I think he, he knows like he can be better at it and I'm sure he'll work on it and I'm sure he will, but you know, for now, like, yeah, there's still room to improve there. Yeah. I, I, that would be the low hanging fruit, right? Would be the turnovers and, and, and shoring that up. Like you talked about uh, for me, you know, I, I, it, it it is it is like one of those things where it's like all right once in the blue moon he's gonna he's gonna turn one over lead to a goal or close to it it's like all right but say say it's like the I mean how many how many of the goals in the game for the Bruins that game did he account for so the, the turnovers thing is and we've talked about it I've brought it up before it's definitely important you have to be responsible especially in the playoffs and all that stuff but I would I just really want to see him. Because I can live with the turnovers. I want him to clean them up, but I can live with those. I can think of 50 reasons a year why. But um, for me, it's just like I, he is – it is so obvious to me how much better he is when when he's protecting the puck and kind of being playing with a bit of an edge. And I know that when we're talking about one of the best offensive players in the world, edge doesn't really come to mind. But he has a bit of a snarl he plays with, and when he's when he's at the top of his offensive game, he's playing with that edge, and he has a bit of a bee under his bonnet, and and I just feel like when he's not that guy, when he's disengaged for a period here and there or, or a game here and there, it's you can tell because he's getting knocked off the puck easily, and he's not 18 years old anymore. He's not he, he he's 26. He's added significant muscle. He's a lot stronger. Um, so if he's getting knocked off the puck, it's because he's kind of not engaged or he's just not feeling it. Oh, I almost just knocked my mic, mic down. Um, my mic almost got knocked off the puck just there. <laughs> but um, so, but when, when, when he plays with that edge and, and he's not afraid to take on a defensive one-on-one and he's not afraid to hit back and bite back, I just want to see more of that incorporated into his game. Like, I, I really think, like, Alex Ovechkin is such a such a great role model for somebody like Pasternak to watch because he he plays on his toes and he has his entire career. And the reason that he gets open so much is because he demands respect out there, and it's because people know that like he's not afraid to kind of take a run at them or protect himself out there. And I just think that that would benefit Pasternak down the line if as long as like if he could create some more space for him out there as opposed to always being the targeted person. If he could just find a way to kind of let opponents know, like I would be, I would be careful. Cause like I, I might, I might throw a, a reverse hit at you here and there. Or I might, I might, you know, and he does once in a while. I just think that in the playoffs, I would like to see him embrace that side of himself. Cause he's capable of it. He's done it before. I just don't want him to be too fancy in the playoffs and be like, rely solely on how much of a goal scorer he is and make sure that, the reason he's such a good goal scorer is because he earns that space and, and the respect from opponents. And when you feel like you've been, you're entitled to that space and time, that's kind of when you can go into a cold, cold spell. Yeah. And I also think, you know, teams are going to be more physical with them in the playoffs, right? Like teams try to be in the regular season, but he's so hard to hit because of how shifty he is that you just don't, you don't get a lot of opportunities to do it without chasing it or, you know, maybe, hitting him a little late or whatever in the playoffs. Like, I think you'll see 
you know, especially like depending on who they face in that first round, if if it's a team that, you know, I don't want to say like they're going to be dirty, but like kind of knows that they might have to muck it up to have a chance against the Bruins. Um, like you'll see, you'll see someone, you know, hit him a little late, hit him after the whistle, you know, be physical. And to your point, like he's, you know, he can push back against some of that by dishing out a hit himself, or like you said, a, a reverse hit or, you know, giving a guy, you know, little cross check to the forums. If he comes at you after the whistle, like j- just, like as you're talking, like that's what I was thinking. Is like, yeah, those those moments where you know he does kind of get physically engaged. That at times you you know you don't see it all that often, but you will from time to time. And so yeah, like in a playoff series, that could definitely be useful because you know teams are going to try to you know rough them up a little bit. And for what it's worth, I think if you were to look at at his playoff numbers historically, I think he's a point per game guy, or maybe even maybe yeah. even more. I think he's over a point per game. Yeah, yeah, he actually, yeah. So he definitely knows how to play in the postseason too, but he but there's levels to his game that other guys just aren't capable of hitting. And so when you have when you have the the ceiling that he does and the potential and the skill set, you know he he. What he's what he's done so far has made him one of the best players in the world. Um, so who are we to sit here and try to nitpick and say what he could be better at? But it's just because we, we we're such fans. We know, we know like when he's when he's when he's at his best, he's physically engaged, and he kind of he's kind of like, all right, well now you kind of woke me up, and now I'm gonna now I'm gonna challenge you one on one, or now and whatnot. So. Um, I think that's important for him going forward, especially in the in, in the playoffs this year. Was there yeah, any se- yeah. seventy four points in seventy career playoff games? Yeah, so just yeah. over. Yeah, so there you go. You know, and, and and you know another thing too, in toughness for him it doesn't just it it's not just like you know um, reverse hits or cross checking somebody coming after him. Like it's it's also because those things are you know those are little things too, but like, even like, just like, just like demand, demand the ice, like, 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 like take the puck hard to the net, go to like, like as, as gifted as he is, as talented as he is, like you, 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 you take the puck in the corner. Like you're, you're tough to get off the puck. Like think back to Yarmar Yager, like how he just made a career of just protecting the puck and, and a framing guys. And like, and just taking it hard to the net. When you can take the puck hard to the net and play that gritty style while also being one of the more skilled, talented scorers in the world, I mean, how do you? How can you stop that? How can you? How can you stop an all-world skill set when it has an all-world work ethic to go along with it? You can't. And so, like, the reason that like a lot of scorers go cold in post seasons or over for stretches of time is because they're used to scoring from distance or they're used to whatever. But like when, when, when you have to actually get to the gritty areas and go hard to the net in the playoffs where the goals don't come from the outside off very often, that's just an element. And, and you mentioned 74 career points in 70 playoff games. So he knows how to score in a postseason. Um, but when you have a 50 goal campaign this year, all the eyes are going to be on him from spectators to fans to coaches to players and oppositions and everybody, analysts. Like, there's going to be a lot of eyes in the Boston Bruins this spring. There's going to be 
most of those eyes are going to be on number 88 and how he does for them, despite how much depth they have. When you're a 50-goal scorer, there's a lot of pressure. And so the best way in my mind for, for Pasternak to live up to that pressure is to just make sure he he remembers um, what work ethic brings to a game and, and that uh, skill is nothing without will. That's actually pretty damn good phrase by me. I'm going to coin that one. Uh, if you don't mind, Scott, get the t-shirts made. I'm not sure it's completely original, but <laughs> eh, whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it to you though. Thank you. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, it's not made up by me. What's 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 the phrase? Skill beats will when when will doesn't have no. Will beats skill when skill doesn't have will. Whatever the hell it is. Yeah. I'm not, no, no, no more wills. This is not good with hunting over here. <laughs> 